We're here at the Career Pro Inc. podcast with Jeff Davidson. We're talking today about leveraging questions for professional and personal gain. Let's get right into it, Jeff. Leverage, what the heck is it? Well, the clearest and easiest definition is to use something to optimal advantage. Today we're gonna to talk about questions you can ask of others that will give you multiple advantages. They're simple questions, they're easy to ask. Most people will be happy to answer if indeed it's within their bailiwick. Let me give you an example right off the bat. Suppose you are on the phone with a friend or an associate. Suppose you're attending a conference or convention. Suppose you're simply at lunch. You pose to the party across from you this question. Can you introduce me to, and you name the name of the person you'd like to be introduced to. That person across from you at the table will either say yes or no. At a conference, can you introduce me to the speaker, the host, the exhibitor, the presenter, whomever. You'd be amazed when people are asked to offer an introduction, they actually feel flattered. Oh yes, I can do that for you. Oh yes, I know him well. Oh yes, she's one of my buds. So don't be shy. If you want an introduction and you feel that there's a third party who represents the excellent go-between, ask the question. Here's another one. Who else should I meet? Following up on the first question, you're at a conference or convention, a meeting at lunch, in the hallway, wherever you happen to be, and somebody's already said they can introduce you to XYZ, you ask, who else should I meet? And they may have a suggestion, or not. They may ask you, well, to what end? What are you trying to accomplish? And when you tell them, they might have an idea for you. All right, another leveraging question. What should I read? What do you read? What are the key reports or newsletters or zines or insider information that you come across on a regular basis, that you look forward to, that you wouldn't want to be without? If this is asked of someone who's already in your industry or profession, then it's a perfect question because now you're tapping into the experience of others who've been there and they've decided what they're going to subscribe to or read on a regular basis and now they're sharing that with you. What else should I read is a big one. What do you subscribe to? What do you receive on a regular basis? What comes in the mail? What list are you on that you're happy you're on? And so on. Alright, another type of leveraging question. What should I attend? What meeting? What conference? What webinar? What seminar? What Zoom session? Yeah. All of these. What should I attend? Now, obviously, when you ask a person such a question, they have to know a little about you. You can't go up to a stranger and say, out of the blue, what should I attend? They have no idea what you're talking about or what would be of value to you. But someone in your profession, someone in your industry, a friend, an associate, a client, a peer, a vendor, whomever, who has any inkling of what you do and what you're trying to accomplish, could be an excellent source for you when you say, 
What should I attend? Now, on the heels of that question, here's another. Are you ready? We're ready. What should I do now? What should I do next? What should I do soon? What should I do later? In other words, as a result of the questions you've already posed to somebody, these leveraging questions, you'll ask, okay, well, what's my next step? Would you pay for the conference and fly off, you know, at the end of the month or end of the quarter, whatever it happens to be? Is it worth the $850 registration fee and the hotel and the plane fare and so forth? So don't be afraid to pose the question, what should I do now? What should I do next? The answer might be, yes, go ahead and register. Or you might want to wait and get the, uh, the podcasts or the uh, Zoom sessions afterwards. You might want to check it on YouTube. Lots of times people are posting the uh, sessions, and maybe you can learn what you need to learn just right off of the, uh, the web. All right, another leveraging question. What can we take that we've done here and use again hmm. and apply it elsewhere? What else has, in what other ways can we take the value of what we've created and make it work again and again? And you'd be amazed because if you think about it, the most successful career professionals are masters of creating something and then using it in, a ver in various ways. Applying it slightly to a different market, updating it, taking it off the shelf, dusting it off, and using it again. Because when all is said and done, you don't want to keep reinventing the wheel. You don't want to have to come up with a new product or service or installation or method or approach over and over again when existing ones will do the job and do it well. That's the essence of profitability. When you can take what you've done and apply it over and over again, my goodness, compared to starting from scratch or investing a whole lot, now, in some industries, depending on what you offer and who you serve, obviously you have to keep up with the uh, proverbial corporate Joneses, and perhaps you do need to have novel approaches, novel service offerings, novel products, and so forth. But for most of us, most of the time, we can reuse, for an extended period of time, the good that we've already done, the good that we've already created. And so when you're working with others, especially in a group, a skunk works, a team, what have you, when you ask, what can we take that we've already done and apply it again, you may get some fabulous answers. Now, suppose you're in a meeting and um, could be a seminar, could be a webinar, whatever it happens to be. Can I get the recording or the summary or the file of today's meeting, the transcription, whatever it happens to be, the way in which you can relive, replay, re-understand, study to a greater degree what you've already done in that meeting. I mean, this is a tremendous benefit and a lot of people will attend such meetings and never even think to ask. A lot of people will be involved to the nth degree. They'll be writing furiously or taking notes or working with their tablet. 
and never think to ask, can I get the recording if there is one? Can I get the file? Whatever it happens to be, however it's captured, you want to ask these fundamental questions. And some authors and speakers will offer it quietly, quickly, uh, or a download for, for something that you can get. Absolutely, and you want to be extra sure that you're on that list. You're on their list. All right, another leveraging question for professional and or personal gain. Do you have a briefing kit, notes, memos, FAQs? In other words, suppose you're in a job interview. Suppose you're trying to sell a customer on a particular product or service that you offer. Suppose you're across the desk from somebody who's offering something or suppose you're connecting with somebody online via email, via text, via their website uh, form that you have to fill out. You want to know if there are notes, memos, frequently answered questions. Is there a path I can go down that will give me the answers, the information? Has it already been established? Is there a trail I can follow? And again, too many people reinvent the wheel. They don't think about asking this question. And they try to collect information from, say, all over the internet or different people they know, making calls, uh, going to their favorite search engine, and so forth. But sometimes, sometimes the answer is right there. People have already gone down the path you wish to go down. People have already forged that, that trail. So ask that question. Now related to that, especially if you're working with somebody for the first time or you're trying to understand how an organization works or you're in a job interview, whatever it happens to be, here's a simple one, a leveraging question. Do you have an organizational chart? Hmm. Who reports to who? How are the divisions lined up? And sometimes looking at at that organizational chart, if you're given it or you find it, answers a whole lot of questions and even tells you where you should turn next. Because now you've got the path. You know that so-and-so reports to so-and-so. You know that this division handles that and this other division handles this. And so the organizational chart makes so many things clear that are otherwise unclear. I'll give you a little anecdote. You know, I buy and sell property, and when I'm looking for property online, one of the things I look for immediately in the listing, not just the 15 pictures that they offer you and all the explanations about taxes and schools and all that stuff, I want an aerial view sure. of the apartment, the floor plan, so that when I'm looking at these pictures, I can understand, oh, here's the doorway and the kitchen is to the left. We walk down the hall, there's the first bathroom, well, the organizational chart works the same way as the aerial floor plan of an apartment. So you want to ask that question. All right, here's another. This is an all-purpose question that is so wonderful, so beautiful. Who has made a difference in your life? Well, that's deep. Today, lately, this week, this month, this year. Mm. Who has made a difference? And sometimes, sometimes the person who has made that difference is local, is accessible. 
Sometimes they have written materials online. Sometimes they have lectures. They're on YouTube, wherever. And if somebody has made a difference for your friend, associate, peer, colleague, whomever, maybe you want to follow up because maybe you can experience that wonderful difference as well. Sometimes it's personal and sometimes that builds a deeper relationship when they answer that. Absolutely. Related to this question, what has worked for you notably well? What has worked for you lately? What do you recommend? What, what, what surprised you pleasantly when you put it in play? What worked right out of the box? These kinds of questions can open up the door to unleash productivity for you, given that you can adopt the same approach, whether it's a product, a service, a way of installing something, a way of working with an item. You can also ask, what hasn't worked? It's good to know what hasn't worked. It's good to know what to avoid. All right, as we finish up, Here's a question. Now you're going to turn around and you say to the partner or person across from you or correspondent online, the person you meet at a convention, what do you need? What do you want? What do you seek? Mm -hmm. And that works two ways. On the one hand, you're conveying to them that you're willing to help, you're willing to be of service to them. On the other hand, when they give you a response, that might be something that you want to explore further. If I ask you what That's do right. you need and you tell me in very specific terms, I'll say, wow, John has this, uh, this goal in mind and he needs to assemble this, this, and this. Well, maybe I ought to be looking into that too. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I ought to up the stakes improve my lot in this area. So it's a valuable question for both of you, yeah. but it conveys to the other party that you have an interest in them and in helping them. And finally, how can I assist you? How can I support you? How can I benefit you? What can I do for you today? What can I do for you right now? What can I do for you in the next week, the next month, the next quarter? And my goodness, does that create some kind of feeling of partnership bonding, and so forth. So there you have it, leveraging questions for professional and personal gain. And the beauty of this is, most of these questions take what? Two, three, four seconds to ask. They require what? Six, eight, ten words. And the information, the feedback, the return that you get can be invaluable. Thank you, Jeff Davidson.